Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15 starts with the gospel, which is inextricably connected to the resurrection found in verses 1 through 4. This was the gospel, which was preached immediately upon the arrival of the Holy Spirit, as described in Acts chapter 2. It had never changed. It is exactly the same today as when it was preached by Peter, James, John, Philip, Stephen, and Paul. An essential part of the gospel is the certainty of the resurrection, which is emphasized in this week's passage found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 29 through 49. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, How Are the Dead Raised? A person who denies that Jesus rose bodily from the grave, or who denies that all will rise bodily from the grave, should not ever be tolerated in any Christian church because their so-called gospel is anti-Christian. It just doesn't fit in any manner whatsoever. So verse 34, become sober-minded as you ought. In other words, think carefully. Think thoroughly about this. Become sober-minded as you ought and stop sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Now, he shamed the Corinthians many times, right? He says, you ought to be ashamed that you're letting anybody be counted as part of the fellowship of, of true believers in Christ who denies the resurrection. Another intentional slap to the attitude that was there. They relax about sin in general. They relax about the sin of, deviant, of tolerating deviant doctrine. Now, that's the end of the arguments proving the fact of the resurrection. Now he's going to talk about the nature of the resurrection body. And he's going to give you some illustrations both from Scripture and from, and from nature. So he's talked about the certainty of resurrection. Now, the nature of the resurrection, and we'll be done for today. Verse 35. He says, But someone will say, How are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? Well, you know what? That's a legitimate question. Well, what about the fact that bodies, when they are buried, or buried at sea, or even cremated, they decay? There isn't really anything left after a long time. Well, the answer that is about to be unfolded is pretty simple. God is in control of that. In other words, you really don't need to worry about how it's going to happen. Resurrection is miraculous. It does not obey the laws of nature. And resurrection is a transformation to an entirely new sphere of existence. So read on, 36 to 38. You fool. He's just saying, 
It's a not-so-subtle way to get people think about think about what they've already understood and how foolish they would be if they weren't considering resurrection. You fool. That which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. So he's making an analogy. Burying a dead body is a little bit like planting a seed. Now, it doesn't mean that that dead body splits open and starts sprouting new limbs and things like that. Don't, don't press the analogy too far. But what he's saying, you put that little thing into the ground and you get this big plant. And it, and, and it, and it is very different from what you put into the ground. So, verse 39, all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh of birds, another flesh of fish. And so he's saying, just like there are different kinds of life in this physical world, there are different kinds of life in the spiritual realm. There's different kinds of existence in the spiritual realm. Verses 40 and 41. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For star differs from star in glory. By the way, that's one of those little Bible phrases that you can slide right over and you can, you can see the meaning in the, in the context here. But until powerful telescopes, we didn't know how literally true that is. That stars differ from stars. Different sizes, different colors, different masses, different, different compositions. The Bible really does know what it's talking about. But do you see the theme here? Don't get hung up in the trying to press the details. Catch the idea that he's saying there are different kinds of existence. And there's earthly existence and there's heavenly existence. And the difference between your body now and your body after resurrection is profound. Keep reading. 42 to 44. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Your resurrection body will be very different from this one that you've been trying to keep patched together all these years. It'll be transformed from perishable to imperishable. I don't think we're even going to celebrate birthdays after the resurrection. It is transformed from dishonor to glory. It's transformed from weakness to power. It's transformed from natural to spiritual. That is a profound change. What he's trying to say is, guys, 
God has this taken care of. And it's guaranteed. And it's promised. And some of you even saw Jesus after he was raised. And that ought to give you a pretty good hint. It was about a year uh, after Paul wrote this letter to the believers in Corinth. He um, mentioned the same thing in a different context. There he calls it, being set free from the body of this death. Remember he talks about the, the battle that you have with sin that lives within you? The, the flesh versus the spirit and all of that. And he gets to the end of it in chapter 7 of Romans, verses 24 to the beginning of 25. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So verse 45 of 1 Corinthians 15, another one of those very important verses to remember. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. That was when God took the dirt and breathed life into it. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. I alluded to this in our previous study here in 1 Corinthians 15. God gave physical life to Adam. He was the head of the human race. By his sin, therefore we, his progeny, were all plunged into sin. Christ, the last Adam, the last one who did something on behalf of a whole bunch of people, he gives spiritual life to all who will receive the free gift of eternal life. Jesus said it this way in John 5, 21. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom He wishes. Back to 1 Corinthians 46 to 49. He says this. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. Then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth earthy. The second man is from heaven. As is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. Now, I've I've kind of zipped through this passage to not get bogged in the details so that you'll see the big picture. Earth and heaven, spiritual, physical. The body you now have is like the earth. I love that. You want to give somebody a, an insult? You're earthy. Uh, you're still an atom. That's not a good thing to be. You're corrupt. You're under the curse. You're decaying. But your resurrection body will be suited for heaven, and hence it's heavenly. It'll be glorious, beautiful, suited for life in the presence of God. Everything bad about your physical existence, now it's going to all get fixed, replaced, if you will. Now, those who do not receive the free gift of eternal life, they're also going to be raised, right? John 5, they will also receive a permanent body, just as yours will be suited for eternal dwelling in the presence of God, theirs will be suited to endure torment day and night forever and ever. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.